0: where kindness matters and all are welcome to the table. I'm your host, Ceci Diaz. As always, I'd like to thank each and every one of you for supporting Benevolence podcast. I pray that as you tune in every week, you are empowered, blessed, and encouraged to be the best version of yourself. You are tuning into episode 10, Be Benevolent. We have finally reached the end of season five. This season was simply amazing. Despite what we went through, or what we are still currently going through, this season is one of my favorite seasons yet. Because it proved that despite the uncertainty, the fear, and the anxiety, God is still in control. In the past few months, the nation and the world has gone through so much, physically, emotionally, and economically. But I'll be proud to say that we rose spiritually. I've seen so much unity among everyone, among churches, among communities. I've seen so many people come together. I felt so much support and it has given me so much strength. I pray that as we continue to recover and regain some sort of normality, that we will continue to support one another. I am so grateful to God, especially for what he has done and what he is going to continue to do. So we are approaching our 11th week of quarantine. And let me tell you that it's been an experience. You know, the first four Uh, weeks were the worst for me my anxiety was up the roof I cried every day I cried out of fear uncertainty I grieved going outside driving to my parents houses um, both of our parents houses um, going to stores going to church etc you know but one thing that changed completely was my job and if you didn't know already I am a high school English teacher, and within one week, we had to change our entire method of teaching. We went from teaching hundreds of kids a day to teaching at home from our computers. Um, We had to plan our lessons through Zoom or other virtual video conferencing, so it was a challenge, and we had to change everything. And not only that, Victoria's school also closed, so I turned into a stay-at-home mother slash virtual teacher all in one week, and it was very stressful and overwhelming. But now, 10 weeks later, I'm grateful for those times of uncertainty and fear because they have strengthened me and they personally have allowed me to grow. You know, so here's what I've learned in the past 10 weeks, that there is growth in isolation. So throughout this time um, of isolation, I actually purchased a desk and placed it in front of my window in my bedroom um, just so I can have a space to work work from home and I I open up my blinds every morning just so I can see outside and um during that time during like the first few weeks I came across a lizard and many of you have probably already heard this because I wrote this on my Instagram post but I came across a lizard in front of my window you know where I work, work from home and I was curious to know I was like looking around I was like is he stuck? Because um, he was actually on the inside of the screen, so obviously there's a hole somewhere um, on that window. So um, I was just looking at him, and I was just okay, whatever. There's a lizard; it'll find its way out. So the next day, I noticed that he he appeared again in front of me, and then I noticed that he was shedding old skin, and he was allowing the process to like take his course. I literally saw him like move his head to side to side and he was trying to grab that extra layer of skin. Um, And then I just, I don't know, God kind of spoke to me in that moment. It was kind of crazy because um, I noticed that he was going through this process of shedding skin alone. You know, he separated himself in isolation and allowed the process to run its course. And I just... I just felt like God in the room because I was going through the emotions, um, you know, in during those weeks. So um, I just felt God like whisper in my ear and he just kind of revealed to me that, you know, there's, there's growth in isolation, you know, and he separated himself in isolation, allowed the process to run its course. And from that, he gained brand new skin, you know, and that was shiny and was stronger. And, you know. I just felt God talking to me like yeah you're alone but take advantage of this time that I'm giving you. And another thing that I wanted to mention was that I remember at the closing of 2019 in December um in my last episode of Benevolent season 4, I remember one of the questions that was asked to me was what is one word that you are going to live 2020? Like what is that one word um that one word resolution? And that one word resolution was breathe. It literally was breathe. I I remember that very vividly. Like I cannot believe it. And now that I'm looking, I've been able to breathe. God has definitely, you know, pressed pause to the normality of life, to the normality of going to work, to the normality of going to stores and going on vacations and doing things for fun, even church. You know, he pressed pause so that we can grow in this time of isolation. Um, We've been in isolation, but our elevation and our growth may require it. So I would encourage you, my friend, you know, allow God to work in your life. When this is all over, um, you know, then you can move forward and you can move into our new normal, brighter and stronger than ever before. And I believe that when this is all over, which is going to be a few years, but when we are able to start living a new normal, I know that through this process, God is strengthening me and God is allowing me to grow in this time of isolation so that I can complete the purpose and the promise that he has given me for the future. So, you know, just like that lizard, he separated himself to shed those impurities in isolation, and I encourage you to do the same. So in addition to all of the growing that I've been doing spiritually, there are definitely some things that I've picked up. So here they go. I've learned to appreciate my home. So like, to be honest, I think I've been in every single room in my house, every single corner, I've made it a home, I've redecorated certain things, and I love it. I've enjoyed my home. Before this quarantine, I would be, I was what they would call the andariega, meaning I would be always going out constantly, constantly, like go to stores, go to places, always found somewhere to go. And during this quarantine time, I've I've appreciated my home. I've appreciated, you know, what God has given me. So that's definitely something that um, I've learned. To appreciate my home. The second thing is the time with my family, time with my husband and my daughter and we've created some beautiful memories together at home and we've made some great TikToks too. Um, I've also picked up on coloring adult coloring books and painting canvases so yeah that's definitely something that I find very therapeutic. Another thing is that I have read an entire book from cover to cover and I haven't done that for pleasure in over 10 years Yes, I am an English high school teacher. Yes, I have read novels with my students, but it wasn't for pleasure. It was for work. Um, But I've definitely picked up on reading and I'm on my second book and I have three more chapters to go. And I'll let you guys know um, how that went um, on my Instagram story. Um, I've also cooked so many new dishes. Um, I don't like to cook, guys. I am not. I just don't like it. I never have. So I've cooked so many new dishes I've baked and yeah, I've enjoyed them, but, um, I still don't like to cook. Um, so yeah. And my final one is that obviously I've taken time to do my devotionals. Like I have time to do devotionals. I have time to read the word and read, um, you know, some, uh, great Christian books. So those are some things that have helped me get through the past 10 weeks of quarantine. So this season of social distancing has had its highs and it's had its lows but for me it's had more highs and I thank God for protecting us along the way and for getting us through it. Now, it's not over. Yes, Florida has lifted restrictions, but as the DS family, we will continue to stay inside until there's enough testing and vaccines for all and don't don't get me wrong. We still go to grocery stores and we still pop in my parents' houses um in our parents' houses from time to time, but we won't be going out for luxury, luxury for a long time. And although it hurts me, I'm okay with that. So let's take advantage of this season. Let's keep glowing. Let's keep growing. This too shall pass. So as we finalize the fifth season of Benevolence, I'd like to share what's been in my heart and the direction that I feel God is taking Benevolence Podcast. Have you ever come across a quote or a graphic that said, spread kindness, throw kindness around like confetti, or in a world where you can be anything, be kind? The list goes on and on, but what does kindness really mean? I feel like we've seen so many quotes about spreading kindness around that we forget the real significance of kindness and how it can actually change the world around you. Throughout my life, I've been in many unkind situations. And the result of these not-so-nice people and situations pushed me to a downward spiral of insecurities, self-doubt, and moments of imposter syndrome. If you've never heard of imposter syndrome, it's a feeling of severe inadequacy and self-doubt that can lead you fearing that you are a fraud. It's basically worrying that you will not live up to other people's expectations. It's pretty much self-sabotage and a fear of failure and rejection. There is so much that comes into play with imposter syndrome. It's like a tongue twister. But I have personally always felt inadequate or misunderstood. And a few years ago, I went through an experience in which I was part of something, and I felt inferior and not good enough to the people around me. And to top it off, I was the oldest. The one with the career, the job, the family, the husband, the child. But honestly, none of that mattered. I still felt inferior. They were younger than me. They dressed differently than me. They spoke and acted very differently. And honestly, I felt like I couldn't relate to them. It was awkward speaking to them. And because of all this, I mentally put them above me. I placed these people um, on a pedestal and gave them importance and made myself think that I needed to be just like them to feel wanted, to feel loved, to feel accepted, and even to be used by God. Now, don't get me wrong. There were things that occurred that made me feel this way. So some of them were definitely like unkind. Um, So it wasn't that they were all this way. It's just there were particular ones that weren't that nice. And I can honestly remember going home after all of it, feeling defeated, insecure, unvalued, unqualified, and everything else in between. And I cried for hours that day. I was mad at myself for allowing people that didn't matter to hurt me. I was blaming myself for not measuring up to their expectations. I was judging myself. I was telling myself that I wasn't good enough, that I didn't fit the mode that God was never going to do anything in my life. It was such a depressing, but pivotal moment in my life because all of these insecurities led me to where I am today. At the end of 2015, after experiencing one of the lowest points of my life, God stirred up something in my heart. In a moment where I was feeling unvalued, unqualified, God put in my heart to create a space in which all were welcomed that it didn't matter what you looked like, where you came from, how much money you had, etc. that all are welcomed, all are valued, and all are loved. I also thought about my daughter, Victoria. I wanted her to understand that she is valued, she is loved, she is accepted, and I want her to believe in what God says she is, despite what society says or tries to tell her how to be. That in this space, you don't have to compare yourself to others because we are all uniquely designed. It's a space where there is no time for competition but for support, for love, and for equality. So with this burden upon in my heart, I began to see what avenues I could take to create this space. I tried blogging, but that didn't work. I thought about YouTubing, but honestly, everybody does YouTubing. And I didn't want to do something that many people were trying to do. And I'm sure some of you that are listening to this um, episode today um, can testify to that. Um, I'm sure... There's something you have something to to give um, to your community. And you kind of just feel like everybody's doing the same thing. But honestly, I'll be like if you want to YouTube, go YouTube, because every single person has their own lane. Every single person has their own community. Every single person has a different story. So don't be scared. So um, just do it. But in my case, I didn't want to do YouTubing because that's just really wasn't my thing. So um, and I felt like every time I took one step forward, I was taking two steps back because I, I had something burst in my heart and I didn't know um, what avenue to choose. So there were plenty of moments where I wanted to quit and give up on this calling. Until one day, a friend of mine told me to look into podcasting. And I'll be honest to say, I didn't know what it was. Podcasting um, is so well known right now. And there are hundreds of thousands of different podcasts all over the world that reach their own community. That are of different topics and different ethnicities and cultures and whatever it is that you believe in. But um, to be honest, just two years ago, it was still up and coming. Um, And from that moment on, I put this podcasting gig into prayer. And eventually, I felt so much peace that I knew that this was something that God wanted me to do. And on top of that, I had all the equipment and the programming I needed to make it happen. So God is good. Um, So the next thing was the name. And honestly, that came really easy. Um, I reached out to my best friend, Nisha, and asked her to come help me, like, come up with the name. And I remember, I think she was on, I think... I just called her and she was on speakerphone and I was just pouring on my heart. There were other girls around at the time, but I remember pouring on my heart and she was just like searching, 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 like doing her thing. And then I told her what the vision was and no lie within 10 to 20 minutes, she had a name and it was benevolence. Now, originally um, the name was chosen prior to Um, me deciding to do podcasting. So I had the name before podcasting. um, And it was going to be Benevolence. Benevolence blog, Benevolence YouTube channel, whatever it was. Um, But that was like the original name. And then now that I had that opportunity to podcast, um, it just worked out well. And it's called Benevolence Podcast. So the name stuck. Um, It was perfect. It defines everything that I believed in. It represented the space that I wanted to create. So yeah. Thank you, Nisha. And um, from there, it was a matter of working and reaching out to people and getting it all recorded, edited, marketed and published. Is a lot of work. Um, and on July 16th, um, 2018, on my 31st birthday, season one, episode one was launched. And from that pivotal day, we've made it to season five. And I've give, I give all the honor and the glory to God because he's through an unfortunate circumstance that I went through. Um, I've been able to reach out to a lot of people and I've just be able to create a community where literally all are welcome to the table and everyone is empowered and, um, just inspired to tell their own story. So, what is benevolence and you're probably if this is your first time hearing the podcast you're probably like i've never heard this word before but benevolence means being kind or kindness now there's other sub definitions and the sub um sub definitions are in relation to um helping the poor and charity and all of that. But I focus on being kind um, or kindness because I remember the unkind situations that I went through in the past. So this definitely was something that um, it has the name benevolence has a story. And um, and moving forward, kindness and being kind to others is all that I want to do is all that I want um, to give out to my community. So we live in a society like where in order to level up, we feel like we have to create the biggest platform. We feel like we have to have the loudest voice. We have to increase our influence, quote unquote, and gain numbers. And it ultimately leads to competition. I, I say this every single time I have a guest and we're talking about insecurities and stuff. Instagram, social media in general is one of those maker or breakers because you know there's so many people trying to be the girl boss and to accomplish their dreams and their goals and it's very intimidating because you see what everybody's doing you're like wow God is like uh, giving them this platform like what about me like is it too late for me to even try and even five seasons in I still feel that way Um, I see other people doing things and and does, you know, quiver my heart a little bit. I'm like, am I really doing what God wants me to do? But um, that's the enemy. That's the enemy straight up, like, trying to put these doubts um, that I am not walking in the purpose that God placed me in. Michelle Obama said it best in her book, Becoming. So basically, she mentioned how her family dinner table was the first table where she felt valued, supported, and she felt like she had an identity. But once she went out in the world, she noticed that there were many tables that she was not welcome to. And I resonate with Michelle Obama on many levels. My family has always supported me, pushed, and encouraged me to be the best version of myself. But once I started putting myself out there, being bold and taking risk, I noticed that there were many tables that would not welcome me. There are many tables out there that are not welcoming. So that is why I made the decision to build my own, to make my own table and allow everyone to bring their own chair, whether their chairs are of different colors, comfier or, or sturdier, taller or shorter, trendier or classic. Every chair is welcomed. And that is what benevolence is. Benevolence is a space where kindness matters and all, and I mean all, are welcome to the table. And the table is figuratively speaking. Um, Yes, when I bring my guests in, they are sitting on a table. Um, And yes, I'm recording now from a table um, in my dining room. Um, But literally, this is where all are welcome to the table. There is a space for you. There is a space for your story, for your voice, for your gifts. This space is for you, listener. Um, In Jesus' ministry, he made space for everyone. He was definitely the mold breaker. He made room for the rebels, the misfits, the less fortunate, the sick, the outsiders, the rejected. The list goes on and on. And with benevolence, I am inspired by Jesus' ministry because he showed us that no matter where you came from, no matter what you've done, you are worthy and you are welcomed. So why be benevolent? I'm benevolent because I want everyone to feel accepted, valued, worthy. I'm benevolent because I want everyone to walk in their fullest potential. I'm benevolent because I want to shine the light of Jesus in the midst of darkness. I'm benevolent because I want everyone to feel acceptance over competition. I'm benevolent because I want everyone to feel inspired to share their own story. I'm benevolent because I want everyone to feel part of the body of Christ. I'm benevolent because I want everyone to feel the love of Jesus. And I'm benevolent because Jesus was benevolent. Author Heather Avis once said, when we radically shift our expectations and create a space where everyone belongs, we have an unmatched opportunity to better understand the heart of God. And this resonates with me so much because I believe that the more room we make for others, the more God's love, peace, and presence manifest. And together, we can change the world and expand the kingdom of God. So Benevolence is more than just a podcast. It's a community. It's a movement. A movement focused on spreading the love of Jesus to all and welcoming every sister to sit at the table, to be heard, to be understood, to be empowered, to be blessed, to feel the love of Jesus and transform everyone around them. This is Benevolence. Well, there you have it. Today is a celebration. Not only is it the final episode of season five, but it's officially my 50th episode. And I'd like to thank Rebecca Johnson, Edmarie Rivera, Nanette Mejia, Alexandra Martina, Genesis Morales, Nicole Gomez, and Sarah Agosto for joining me at the table this season and for sharing your beautiful stories with us. I'd also like to thank all of the wonderful women of God who were featured on Benevolent Wednesday on our Instagram page. And thank you all for tuning into Benevolence, where kindness matters and all are welcome to the table. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at Benevolence Podcast or my personal IG account at IamCessyDiaz to know a little bit more about me and Benevolence. Benevolence Podcast is available on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeart, and the Stitcher app. There is so much more in store for Benevolence Podcast, so make sure to stay tuned throughout the summer for exciting new things and also for the official date of the season six premiere. Love each and every one of you. Bye.